Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, episode number 29. We're talking mindset. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the third in a row solo episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I hope you don't mind. I'm going three for three. I'm going to have some amazing guests coming up soon. But I wanted to do this episode because I have been getting mad requests to talk mindset. People are asking me to talk about the mindset that I have now, how my mindset has evolved, what shifts I've had to make in order to scale my business to the point that I have, what blocks I've had to overcome. And I finally decided that enough people have poked me about it that I will do a podcast on mindset. And so what I want to talk to you about today is the mindset that it took to leave my job at 22, quit my master's program, scale to just over $300,000 in revenue that first year I went full-time, which was just six months after starting the company, and what it really took to make that happen. Now, I don't share those numbers with you to be like, oh my gosh, look how much money it is. I share those numbers with you so you have a frame of reference of understanding what mindset I was able to adopt. Because here is the thing that more people, I think, should talk about is mindset has to constantly shift and evolve with you. You don't switch to the rich mindset. And I think that that's what I had kind of anticipated was one day you're just going to go, oh, I embody abundance and happiness and presence, and now I can make as much money as I want. 
But it's not really like that. You're going to face new resistance as you replace your full-time income and resistance again as you hit the six-figure mark and resistance again as you hit the multi-six-figure mark and resistance again as you hit a quarter of a million. You're going to continue to face new resistance and limiting beliefs and blocks that you have to overcome every step of the way. And so I shared those numbers with you because we have a wide audience and if you're like, I'm already raking in a million bucks, this might not be great for you. And I also share that because if you're just getting started, I want you to know that this is the mindset shifts I've had to make to get to this point. This is just part of the game. It's going to continue to evolve and grow. It's like a Rubik's Cube. It's just one of the billions of puzzles out there. You master the Rubik's Cube. You don't master every puzzle out there, but you're one step closer to understanding that critical thinking. And hopefully that analogy makes perfect sense because with that, we're going to dive in. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors. Now, if you are like me with your digital business, you are always hungry to get your content in front of more people. You want more people downloading your content, more people buying your programs, and more people working with you directly. Well, one of the easiest ways to create a massive flood of revenue results and customers is Facebook ads. Now, if you're looking to get your Facebook ads up and running, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash FB ads. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash FB ads, where we have a high converting Facebook ads workbook for free waiting for you. Now, we just updated this workbook. We've added a bunch of new formatting to make it more effective, to have better flow, and now it is ready for you. So if you're ready to create your high-converting Facebook ad in as little as 15 to 20 minutes, head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash FB ads and download your copy today. All right, let's get into the good stuff. So I have prepared five major mindset shifts that I had to go through to get to this point. And I wanna go through them with you together one at a time and just give you some real insight into the shifts that I've made over the past year to year and a half. And the first one, I have to tip my hat to one of my mentors, James Wedmore. Now, James Wedmore and Phoebe Morocek have a podcast called the Mind Your Business Podcast that I'd highly recommend you check out if you're working on your mindset. And they also run the Inner Circle Mastermind, which is a mastermind that I've been part of for about nine months now. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy that the time is just flying by. But when I originally went to join that mastermind, I spoke with James and he gave me this one line of advice that has continued to stick with me and be a core piece of how my business operates. And he said, what got you here won't get you there. If you want to make half a million dollars, that was my goal at the time. If you want to make a half a million dollars in business, you have to start thinking, feeling, behaving, and acting like a $500,000 a year business would. Now, that advice is so simple because on the surface, it makes perfect sense. If we want to hit new levels of success, we have to do the things it takes to get there. But let me put it to you in a new way, where when I thought about it like this, things really changed. So at the time James gave me this advice, I was running all of these membership sites out of my own WordPress site. And if I'm throwing you, don't worry, we're going to make it easy with some non-techie stuff. Basically, I had duct taped together my own solution for people who joined my membership site. Well, it just created a headache. I was constantly in there updating and fixing and tweaking, and we had to get this fixed, and then I had to hire somebody for that, and we were just constantly running into issues. 
but it was cheap. And so one day I decided to upgrade to a higher level membership platform. It wasn't outrageously overpriced at the time, and it's still a great value now, but it was $1,300 for a year. Now, up to that point, I had really not invested a lot into yearly offers, and $1,300 was a huge chunk of change at this point in the game. But here's what I knew. If I was making $500,000 a year, I wouldn't bat an eye at that $1,300 because of what that membership software was able to do. Now, this was the first time that James' advice had really hit home, and it really made perfect sense to me. You see, a lot of us do this. We say, well, I'll get lead pages as soon as I have X number of dollars, right? Or I'll get nice checkout forms as soon as I hit six figures, right? Or I'll buy a good webcam for my webinars after I make you know, $10,000. Now, let me give you my take on this. There's nothing wrong with scaling your business with you. But at some point, we have to realize that we have to step just a little bit ahead of where we are in order to actually get to that platform. If you want to run this really successful webinar and get 300 people registered, you're going to need good webinar software, or you're going to need to spend money on Facebook ads, or you're going to need to plan it and hire a designer because you want your slides to look good. Now, you don't have to do all of this on day one, but I want you to just really realize the implications of this because it's so amazingly freeing, liberating, and exciting at the same time. It means that the stuff you see big people doing You don't have to do it if you're not at that level yet. It also means if you want to take it to the next level, you have to take some calculated risks and move forward. You see, for me, this was an invitation to start doing the things that scared me, to start doing the things I knew I should be doing, to take risks, to invest wisely, but to start moving my business in a direction that was more professional, more approachable, and ultimately more branded, which made my audience like me even more. So again, first piece of advice, what got you here will not get you there. Number two, learn to sit with fear and the hard decisions. So I'm just going to make a straight up book recommendation. I wish I had a clever way to do it, but I don't. Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert was a game changer in my business this year. Now, it doesn't really have a lot to do with business. It actually has more to do with creativity and fear, but I think it's an amazing book that I'd highly recommend. We will link it up in the show notes. I'm so adamant that you should put it on your phone and listen to it on a walk with Audible or buy the book if you're more of a hardcover person. This is a book I've listened to a couple of times. I'll probably listen to it again because it has become absolutely vital to my arsenal of personal development. Because this book talks about the fact that you can't escape fear. Which, on the surface, in this very introductory paraphrased version, sounds scary. Like, oh my gosh, we can't get away from fear. We're always going to experience it. (gasps) Oh no. But the truth is, it's a very liberating feeling, realizing that no matter what, you're going to face resistance in your life. You ultimately hold the key to determining how that affects your behavior. So what I found out is that before big up levels, before you take it to the next level, before that big launch, you get to go through fear and breakdown right? So if you've ever heard any of my stories of breakdown, I've got a million of them from crying in a Starbucks bathroom to, you know, just crazy stories. I've got amazing stories of me just being like, my life is coming to an end. But I've started being okay with, I've started being okay with moments of 
almost paralyzing fear or being unsure of what's going to happen. I'll give you a perfect example. When I did my last launch, we budgeted $10,000 to do it with ads and some people on the team. And $10,000 into a launch was not chump change, right? That was big money for me. We had had successful launches before, but never at that magnitude. So I was facing this fear about spending all of that money on a launch that I wasn't 100% sure would work. But the fear that I was experiencing around spending money was different this time. It was different than it's been in the past, and it's different than it will be in the future, in that I was able to reframe this fear as total excitement. I was excited because I knew fear shows up when we're going to the next level. So you see, when I first started my business, fear was something to be avoided, and it meant something bad, and it was foreboding. But now, the way I think about fear and uncertainty and risk is way different. I sit back and I say, well, if this is scary and it's creating uncertainty, it must mean something big is about to happen, (laughs) right? And so I started doing the hard stuff, the stuff that scared me, the stuff that pushed me out of my comfort zone. And you know how they say, do the things outside of your comfort zone. That's where life starts. And, you know, that's all good and well, but it didn't really make sense. But I finally realized where the boundaries of my comfort zone were and what it was like to actually step outside it. What it was like to say yes to speaking engagements that I wasn't totally ready for. What was it like to say yes to a very high-level mastermind where I didn't have all the money together? What was it like to say yes to hiring an ads person who took all of this work off of my plate? What was it like to say yes to taking a one-week vacation knowing that the business wasn't going to implode on itself, even though I feared it would? You see, I started doing the hard work and being okay with fear. I didn't avoid it. I didn't become fearless. I don't wake up every day and eat nails for breakfast because nothing scares me. But rather, I realize that fear is not an indicator of failure. Fear is an indicator that we're headed in the direction of success. So that was number two. Now, number three is a skill that I've developed over the last year. And I want to give you a couple tips on how you can develop this skill. But in my true, true opinion, I think this is something that you develop with time by being really aware of your own mental thoughts. And it's just something you work on. I wish I had like this better five-step process, but it'll make sense in just a second. Number three is I started seeing when mental blocks happened. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have a history of anxiety, and I had generalized anxiety disorder as a teen, and I still deal with it sometimes now, and what that means is it doesn't take a ton for me to get nervous, worried, anxious. It doesn't take anything special for me to suddenly feel like everything's going to spiral out of control at times. So I started identifying my mental blocks. Now... What that simply means is I started tuning into reality versus anxiety. So like I told you, it didn't take a ton for me to think that everything was going to go wrong, right? Even the prospect of maybe a bad cart open day could send me into total disaster, right? Oh my gosh, the cart open, nobody bought, 
this launch doesn't work? What if no one else buys? What if people think I'm a failure? What if my business spirals out of control? What if I spiral out of control? What if everything sucks? And what if I ultimately have to go get a real job, which I hate, and then I'm 40 and I'm stuck with a job and oh my gosh. And by the way, if you have never dealt with anxiety, that is exactly in my mind or for me what it's like to have anxiety. It just takes one little event to spiral into this massive feeling of fear and chest tightness and oh my gosh, and what am I going to do? And this year I learned to identify what is negative self-talk, what's real, and what is just a straight up BS fear that's not rooted in enough reality to have the time of day. So I'll give you an example of where this has come up in my life. I was so afraid to do an automated webinar. Now, as of right now, we're not actively promoting the automated webinar that we use in my business because we've had some stuff on the back end that we're working on, but I was so afraid to do an automated webinar. I was like, if I do an automated webinar, I'm a sellout. No one will like me. No one will trust me. Why would anybody want an automated webinar? Automated webinars don't work. And so I did an automated webinar because a few people told me I should, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do an automated webinar. And I remember that first few days it was running. I was like, oh my gosh, what if people know it's automated? What if people send me hate mail? What if I just ruined my career? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And eventually, thank goodness I had a really good friend who said no, right? Like, let's imagine the worst case scenario, right? So let's say people don't like it. So you stop running it. There's millions of potential customers out there. Even if 10 people don't like you, worst case scenario, you just switch to a different idea or a different topic or a different strategy. It's not the end of the world. And that was one of the first times that I started noticing that other people could rationalize my fears or rationalize my anxieties so that I didn't have them. And that meant that I could do the same thing. And so over time, I became somebody who started identifying things that were my own mental block. So recently, I saw somebody online doing something that made me feel really insecure. Yes, even I struggle with comparisonitis. I saw somebody doing something similar to me and I, instead of panicking and going, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my space and no one's going to buy my product and there's already too many of us. What I said was, is this a real fear or is this a mental block? And I was able to say to myself, okay, I'm nervous. I'm uncertain because somebody else is coming up in this space, but this is purely mental. There's no real evidence to support that this is something I should even be worried about right now. And so I ultimately have somebody who is like my go-to for mindset, who I talked to and said, here's how I'm feeling. I know it's irrational. Let's talk about it. Now, you might not have somebody to talk to. I would highly recommend that you get some good biz besties, as I like to call them. But even if you have to talk it out in a journal, or you talk it out with yourself, or you talk it out with a spouse or a family member, or just a friend or your dog, it doesn't matter. The key is I went from letting everything stay up in my brain and spiraling into this horrible story of misfortune and chaos and just general badness. And I took it out of my mind and started saying, okay, this is a fear. This is an anxiety. I can remove it from my brain. I can look at it under the microscope and I can see where and why this is happening. 
Now, this little trick, which isn't really a trick, like I said, it's just a skill you develop over time, has saved me from all kinds of fear. Comparisonitis, bad launches, wasted money, wasted staff, wasted time, wasted efforts, bad projects, bad decisions. Once you're able to identify what am I magnifying as a personal problem and what is the world seeing as a problem, separate them and start to work on the stuff that you're magnifying, you realize most stuff's not that big of a deal. In fact, you're probably doing really well if you just get out of your own way. So that was number three, starting to identify and see those mental blocks so that I could work through them and work past them. Now, number four was a big one for me. And I want to tell you a little story before we go into number four. So back when Heart, Soul, and Hustle was still in its infancy, back when I still had a job and I was working and I was scaling up, I had this rule that everybody was like, you need to outsource. You need to bring somebody in to work with you. You need an assistant. You're already too stressed. And I was hearing this from all sources. I was hearing this from peers. I was hearing this from mentors. I was hearing this from coaches. I was hearing this everywhere. But I said, oh, no, 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 no. Heart, Soul, and Hustle doesn't need an assistant until at least $100,000. Now, every business is different, so I can only speak from my experience, but what I can tell you was that was wrong. By the time I got to $100,000, my inbox was out of control. My customer management was a total thorn in my side. I was overworked. I was tired. I was grappling with burnout. I didn't have consistency in my business. I was like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? And I remember talking to a few people about this. And the big mindset shift that I came to realize this year was that you have to let go of things in order to scale up. Now, simple concept, we hear it everywhere. But I have a couple of examples that I think are going to really cement it. And one is I hired a Facebook ads manager for my last launch. And we're actually right now working on getting an ads manager kind of in-house for an extended period of time. Now, the reason I tell you that is because I actually have a Facebook ads course. I like to run ads. In fact, before I ran this episode, I woke up. It's a Sunday morning. I woke up and I checked my Facebook ads to see what my conversions had been like because right now I'm running my own because I love Facebook ads. But the thing is, You have to let go of things that you do and don't care to do in order to take it to the next level. You see, I had always heard outsourcing and thought of things like, oh my gosh, give away your email or deal with customer management or customer service, right? The stuff that doesn't light us up, right? Not that I don't love my customers, but let's be real. It's not exactly enthralling when someone loses their password and I have to reset it, right? That's something that I give to my assistant because it doesn't require me. It doesn't hurt the experience and I don't want to do it, right? But what about stuff that we do like, right? I love Facebook ads, but you have to let go of some things in order to take it to the next level. You also have to let go of things that you think no one can do better, even though they can. Because trust me, people are way smarter than you think. Perfect example of this was my calendar. I was convinced no one could manage my calendar and sort of (laughs) anticipate my needs like I could, right? How could I hand my calendar off to someone else? It's just not going to happen. However, as soon as I outsourced that, things got better. I was convinced that because my calendar was mine, someone else couldn't help me with it. But I had to realize that 
there are so many things that you have, strengths, weaknesses, time sucks, that outsourcing is not this one dimension of if you don't want to do it, you give it to somebody. And if you do want to do it, you do it yourself. Rather, outsourcing is this fine art. Outsourcing is realizing that you have to let go of stuff you don't like. Someone else takes care of my inbox for me because it drives me absolutely bonkers. And you also have to give up things you do like, Facebook ads. You have to let go in order to scale up. And by giving my assistant things that I didn't think I could, my calendar, scheduling, doing customer service for even my high-level clients, and the stuff that I do love, Facebook ads for my last launch, I've created so much space and room in my life to scale up. During my last launch, I wasn't losing sleep. I wasn't exhausted. I wasn't stressed. It was our biggest launch ever, and when things went wrong, I wasn't running around putting out fires. Rather, I was calmly moving from place to place and correcting the errors that we saw. Because when you let go of things, you don't become a fireman, right? You're not letting go of things to go back and put out fires. You're letting go of things because the fires have always been there. You're just bringing people in to help you put them out. So all you have to do is manage and focus on the big picture things that matter. So I hope that wasn't too long of a winding analogy of outsourcing to the equivalency of firefighting, but that's the truth. If you want to scale up, you have to let go. Now, number five is a massive mindset shift that truthfully didn't take a ton of effort for me to go through. And I share that because I think it's important and it's something that I've identified, but I don't talk about it or reference it a lot because it's something that's become very inherent to me. And I think it's something that's inherent to a lot of you, but a lot of us push it down. And that is create the space to learn and the space to create. Now, I've never really been much of a course junkie, which is why I don't struggle with this. However, trust me, every time somebody launches, I want to buy their products. I almost bought something this weekend and I thought better of it. (laughs) But we have to give ourselves space to create. You see, at our very core, we are creators. We want to create. We want to create products. We want to create coaching programs. We want to create packages and services. We want to create results for our clients. We want to create results for ourselves. We are creators. We are creators. And yet we've convinced ourselves that the best way to create is to learn. Now, I'm always nervous when I share this because I think that it's a double-edged sword, right? It's important to learn. It is important to learn. I invest in courses. I invest in masterminds. I invest in coaches and consultants. I invest in designers. I bring people into my team to teach me constantly because learning is important. But realize that knowledge is not power. And I think that knowledge is power is this perpetually incorrect thought process that we get to correct together right now. You see, I think knowledge is potential power. It really is. It's potential power, right? It's like if you knew how to solve world hunger, it doesn't mean you have solved it. It means you could solve it, right? Now, I like to think about that equivalently with our courses. And how frequently do we take a course where it sits on the shelf? Or we learn a little bit, but we don't act on it. Or you hire a coach, but you disappear three weeks in because you're not performing and you feel bad about it. Or you start to work with a consultant and you convince yourself that because you don't have the exact same viewpoints, it's never going to work. You have to give yourself space to learn and create. There is no secret 
that one course is finally going to unlock for you, right? Let's even get critical. Let's take my Facebook ads course, right? What's that going to teach you? It's going to teach you how to run ads, how to be profitable, and how to scale up your business. But guess what? It's not going to do it for you. It's not going to create the ads and the ad sets and the images and the plan and the copy. You have to create space to create. We're creatives at heart. You're running your own business because you are a creative. You want to create something and put it out into the world. And so the big mindset shift that I had to go through, and I did this very early on, this was one of the earliest shifts that I made that I want to share with you guys, was I started saying, when I make an investment, I know what it's creating in my business. And I know what I want it to create before I make a new investment. So rather than having 30 courses and 10 coaches and five specialists and a group of friends and a personal mastermind and a best friend who's doing it with me and personal feedback from my mom, instead, I chose one place I wanted to focus on learning. For me, at the early stages of my business, it was Periscope. More recently, it's become Funnels and Launches. I learn what I need to know, and then I go out and I create. And I'm constantly creating because someone who's creating can't be caught. You can't beat them. You can't best them. And that's what we ultimately want. We want to be the best. So become the creative you intended to be when you started this business. So I just want to recap the five major mental shifts that I've gone through over the past year that have created massive success in my business and I think will for you too. Number one, remember what got you here won't get you there. I tip my hat to James Wedmore and Phoebe Morocek and their amazing Mind Your Business podcast, which I highly recommend. And just realize that if you want to take it to the next level, you got to start acting and embracing the next level. Number two, do the hard stuff now and learn to sit with fear. The truth is, fear's not going anywhere. It's going to be here with or without your permission, and you can operate in the presence of it, or you can choose to let the presence of it stop you. Number three, start learning to identify mental blocks. Let yourself know when you've created an internal story about why something won't work, or how scary it is, or why it's the wrong time. And simply by identifying when you're having limiting beliefs and mental blocks, you're able to pluck them from your brain, take another look at them from a different perspective, beat them into submission, and move the heck on with your business and your life. Number four, let go to scale up. Let go of the things that you love, that you need help with. Let go of the things that suck your time. Let go of the things that suck your energy. But most importantly, know that right now, at almost any level of business, if you have clients, you can let go of something. You can start training someone. You can bring them on for a few hours a week. It's not as scary as you think. And finally, number five, create space to create. You have to be able to create if you want to be successful in this business. Create content, create offers, create packages, create services, create websites, create lead pages. It doesn't matter. Don't get so caught up in learning everything that you forget to create. Because most, if not all of us, are creators by nature. We like to create. Whether you're mathematical or artistic, we love to create. We love to create numbers and arts and pictures and visuals and words If we weren't creative people and and creative brain people, video wouldn't be the leading source of media online right now. We are creative people and we need to tune into that. 
So that's what I've got for you guys this week. Five massive mental shifts that allowed me to take my business game to the next level. I hope you guys got a ton of value out of this. You can get the show notes over at heartsoulhustle.com forward slash two nine. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash two nine. I will see you next week where I'm going to start having some amazing guests coming through. I've seriously just got connected to a bunch of amazing people that I know are going to be excited to talk to you guys about everything from publicity to list building to marketing to lead generation. It's going to be an absolute blast, and I will be here at the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast bringing it all to you. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com. 